Tony Green, a high school teacher at Bishop O'Dowd in Oakland, was in Washington, D.C. for a celebration of the brand new African-American Studies AP course last week when he got word that some parts of the course had been changed. Some sections revised. Some conservatives had taken issue with those sections. What this guy in Florida did is he just threw a monkey wrench into the works. This guy in Florida is Governor Ron DeSantis, and the College Board aggressively denies allegations that it bowed to political pressure. We may never know what actually happened, but Mr. Green taught the original pilot course. So what was in it? What's not now? And what does Mr. Green plan to do with what some people have called a watered-down curriculum? Well, it's not really in his nature to back down. Okay, my grandmother fought off the Klan with a shotgun, right? Coming up on Today Explained. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. It's Today Explained. I'm Noel King with Scott Jassick, who's the editor of Inside Higher Ed. Scott, let's talk about what caused this new African-American studies course to be created. When does this begin? So this began a few years ago because black students, on average, do not take as many AP exams and do not score well enough on the AP to earn college credit. But there's long been a desire to get more black students involved with AP. And while AP and African-American history is not only for black students, there was an assumption that it would be of particular importance to them. Pilot school principal Carrie Holland hopes this course will increase access to advanced courses. But ultimately, for the students, it's about more than academics. It's about identity. There is no one way to be black. And so this class just really reminds me of that. More black children, young black children like me, can grow up knowing this information, and it's, it'll change the world. How was it rolled out? Well, the way it's rolled out, you know, AP in any new course has a pilot program. We put out a number of different sources for the first pilot and immediately started talking with students and teachers where the course was living and just asked them which sources are interesting, which sources are engaging, which sources make your creativity come alive, mm-hmm. and started tweaking from there. And what the AP program did is they went to 300 professors of African-American studies and asked them, what do you think we should include? What should we not include? Et cetera. This results in a lot of debates. And then gradually, AP developed the course. And what you'll find when you read it, as I hope you will, Mm -hmm. is you'll find an unflinching encounter with the facts and evidence of African-American history and culture Mm -hmm. that gives young people the chance to think for themselves. And the course, you know, covers from Africa to slavery, to the Civil War. Lots of things are in the course and haven't been that controversial. Most of the controversy is over the modern period of African-American history. And what's in the modern period? 
Black Lives Matter, affirmative action, the debate over reparations for slavery, queer theory. This course on black history, what are one of, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so, and so then what happens is Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida gives a speech and, you know, and announces that AP won't be granted for Florida public schools. The Department of Education highlighted specific issues with proposed sections on black queer studies, reparations, and the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as activism, saying it amounts to indoctrination, not education. This is a huge deal for the AP program because Florida is a large state and it matters to the College Board to reach Florida. What was Governor DeSantis arguing? Well, he hasn't been that explicit about it. He said the course had nothing of value. His education department said there was nothing to learn there, that it was, quote, woke education. They're advocating things like abolishing prisons. Now, now that's a that's a radical political position. You're free to take that in your own life. I don't think very many people would think that that would actually work. How is that being taught as fact to be able— But I, I think, obviously, Ron DeSantis is— getting ready for a possible run for president. And many people think that that is the real motivation here. What we're dealing with is this fear of this historiographical displacement that's driving the terror and panic, and it's being used by people like DeSantis to motivate fears and grievance and for his own political and selfish ends. Okay, so Ron DeSantis says this course has no place in the state of Florida, and the College Board responds by doing what? That's sort of unclear. I mean, they removed all of those sections from the course, but denied that it had anything to do with Ron DeSantis. They said that the college board has to scrutinize what it's going to do and has to eliminate some things. We at the college board don't really look to the statements of politicians, but we do look to the record of history. So when we revised the course, there were only two things we went to. We went to what Brandy described, which is feedback from teachers and students, as well as 300 professors who have been involved in building the course. And we went back to principals that have guided AP for a long time and served us well. But most educators assume that there was a connection, that Ron DeSantis did play a role in this. It's more likely that the college board said, Okay, well, what are the things that are causing controversy? Let's get some of them out. The College Board released the official curriculum yesterday. The Black Lives Matter movement and reparations are now listed as optional project topics. And according to the New York Times, several trailblazing black authors were removed, including Bell Hooks, who wrote about race and feminism. And many people view this as creating an AP light in African-American studies, because in the African-American community today, affirmative action does matter. Black Lives Matter matters. Many people are shocked at some of the things that have been taken away. It is in, in, incomprehensible that uh, to see that uh, this is what uh, this ban or this block, to be more specific, uh, that DeSantis has put forward. If you think about the study of black Americans, that is what he wants to block. Uh, and, and, and again, these types of actions aren't new. They are not new from, from what we're seeing, especially from Florida, sadly. Florida. The College Board is saying, we did not bow to political pressure. A lot of informed people are saying, nah, it looks like they did. If the College Board did bow to political pressure, what's the problem with that? 
Well, the problem with that is the College Board's job is to create educational materials on a range of subjects. The College Board should not be bowing to political pressure. That's not what it does. That's not what it should do. Always good to have you in the studio, Ta-Nehisi Coates. So what concerns you most about the revisions that you're hearing? Well, really what concerns me is the climate around the revisions. Um, I'm certainly not... uh, uh, a person with qualifications to design a curriculum for AP, even AP for African-American studies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the board should be free to do their work and do their pilot programs and go through the process um, and not be influenced, uh, not just by my thoughts, but by the thoughts of governors, uh, legislatures who are passing laws, uh, who apparently just want a curriculum that makes people feel comfortable and feel good about themselves. Let's say that I'm a student who will take this AP course in the coming year. What will I be learning about? you will probably be learning a lot. As I said, this course starts in Africa, talks about how the slaves were caught and brought to America, talks about the conditions of slavery, talks about the Civil War, talks about the Reconstruction period, talks about uh, the Jim Crow period. All those things students will still learn. What they'll learn less about is in the modern era of some of those hot topics. It is a huge advance if those students are learning black history, black culture, black literature, and they may well be learning more than they've learned in the past. But that doesn't in any way take away the concerns about what they're not learning. You know, in education, people always talk about the curriculum, what's in the curriculum, but you also need to focus on what's not in the curriculum. If you only are reading male authors and not reading any female authors, that's a bad thing. And many students historically have done that. And this is an attempt to broaden the curriculum, to broaden what students will understand. And some people think it's very disappointing that some of the modern hot issues are left out. This AP course was piloted in schools throughout the United States, and we're going to talk to a teacher who taught it about the original course and about the changes, and we're going to ask whether he's disappointed. Support for the show today comes from Quince. It's a time of year where the weather is changing. Maybe your wardrobe is too. It's time to put away the winter clothes and pull out the summer clothes. But maybe you pull out your summer clothes and you're like, wait, I hate all these clothes. Well, Quince wants to offer you a chance to hit F5. You know what I'm saying? A little refresh. Is that still what F5 does? Back in my day, that's what F5 does. Claire White, my colleague here at Vox, has tried Quince. I would say the clothes feel super timeless. A lot of their silhouettes are classic and stay in style for a really long time. I would categorize Quince as a very timeless approachable brand. You can hit F5 and upgrade your wardrobe this spring by going to quince.com slash explain for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash explained to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 
explained. Support for Today Explained comes from Ramp. This ad goes out to all the finance professionals looking for love. I'm just kidding. Looking for a better way to simplify business finance across expenses, vendor payments, and accounting. And to all the accountants tired of the same old finance software, Ramp may be the answer you've been looking for. Ramp is the corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. So what does that mean? Well, according to Ramp, they give finance teams unprecedented control and insight into company spending. Issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions. Automate expense reporting so you don't waste time. Ramp says its accounting software automatically collects receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so that you don't have to. That could put an end to chasing down receipts and to your employees spending hours submitting expense reports. And now you can get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash explained, ramp.com slash explained, ramp.com slash explained. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Today Explained. I'm Noel King. Can you tell me who you are? Well, my full name is Anthony Martin DePorce Green, but my mama used to just call me uh, Tony until I got in trouble and she would use my full name. <laughs> she, was, she was everyone's mom. And what do you do for a living? So I'm a teacher and a coach in Oakland, and I have been a teacher and a coach for the last 42 years. I've taught economics and foreign policy. I've taught rise of Black nationalism, Caribbean coffee, cane and culture, African-American studies. And currently I'm teaching advanced placement African-American studies. Mr. Green, Tony is one of 60 teachers in the United States who taught the pilot version of the AP African-American Studies course. I asked him why teaching an AP course on African-American Studies is important to him. When I first started my formal education, I went to a school in a housing project in Vallejo called Flawsden Elementary School, and it was in the Floyd Terrace Housing Project. At that point, history was taught to us by very young teenage Black Panthers. It was at the start of their uh, Black Panther uh, breakfast program in about 1968, I would say. And growing up, the uh, housing project that my school was in, half of it burned down in the 1968 rebellions that happened after Martin Luther King's assassination. So my uh, parents took me out of that school and they moved me across town to an all-white school. And at that point, when they started to refer to history, I no longer heard anything about what Black folks had done historically. And so my perspective on, you know, the truth and what I was being told, you know, really changed. And I started to learn history from a Western perspective, and it did not jive with what I had learned previously. And so my total focus in terms of education from that point forward was learning more about African-American history and studies. And when this opportunity veiled itself this past summer to uh, teach an advanced placement African-American studies, I jumped at it. And the reason why I think advanced placement African-American studies is so important is because it's a national recognition of real history. Tell me, what does pilot mean in this context for you and for your students? It means that the students do not get 
advanced placement credit for college. They did not get college credit at this point until it's fully accepted by the college board. I currently have 65 students, so the students were very interested in the course and it's become very popular. I see the students as revolutionaries, especially if you look at the content that they are pushing out there. It's at a very high level. Even though your students weren't getting the college credit, they wanted to take this class. Exactly. 100% correct. Let me ask you what the students liked about it. When you would sit with a young person and they would tell you, I, I really enjoy this, what would they say specifically? I would say the information that's contained that they had no concept of. They had no concept of. Uh, give you an example. Abu Bakari II, the brother of the richest man in history, uh, Mansa Musa, you know, who was able to actually navigate the seas before the supposed father of the age of discovery, Christopher Columbus in 1492. Abu Bakari did it in the 1300s. They had no idea that you had the number of Islamic universities connected to Africa that preceded universities in Europe. Okay, the oldest continuous university, you know, the uh, University of Kareen in Morocco, still open today. So they did not have any idea that Africans had access to this extensive knowledge that would actually put them at the forefront of knowledge, you know, scientific and otherwise, at the forefront of mankind's knowledge base. Let me ask you something, Mr. Green. Parts of this course really set conservative Americans on edge. It seemed like there were lessons that were more in the present day that had conservatives really concerned. What were those parts? Well, I would say one of the main issues that conservatives have is the idea of the Black Lives Matter movement Historically, there's been a major concern since Reconstruction has ended about the intimidation of Black people brought on directly or indirectly by the United States government. And it perpetuates itself currently in the actions that the police have in relationship largely to Black males or sometimes in Black females. There's a number of cases that have caused Black activists to respond by creating this movement called the Black Lives Matter movement. Why that is threatening to conservatives, I would link basically to racism. The belief that Black people are not fully human, right, which is something that extends throughout the colonial period to the contemporary uh, historical period. Black people react with extreme anger. And I wouldn't say just Black people if you look at the Black Lives Matter movement, which was an international movement. And so when they respond to anger, it's natural. Racists don't think that it's natural because they don't believe that Black people are fully human. They think that there's something wrong with us. But if you look at history, and this is the beauty of advanced placement African-American history, it tells exactly who we are as humans. So 
you are teaching this course. Your students are really enjoying it. You like it as well. When did you start hearing that there might be pushback about the content? And what were you hearing? During the summer, when we first got together at Howard University, you know, there was a discussion amongst, you know, quite a few teachers, you know, over, you know, social discussion that in some states there might be pushback because of the content and because of the history of of certain states. You know, in terms of the most recent thing in, in Florida, a week to two weeks ago, sort of a discussion about, you know, what the guy down there would be talking about and how he would be, you know, attempting to use it to sort of leverage his own political ambitions, which I think exactly what he's doing. He's trying to leverage this idea. My family is from Florida. My mama's side is all from Florida. Okay, my grandmother fought off the Klan with a shotgun, right? That's Florida. If you look at Black history in the Americas, the first Black settlement in the United States, Fort Mose or Fort Negro in Florida, it's now St. Augustine, that was built by Black hands. We learned that in advanced placement, African-American studies. There's always been pushback from white racists in Florida. So that was sort of expected. Some of the teachers that were teaching it down there expected it as well. But, you know, politically, now all of a sudden we're starting to talk about this guy instead of talking about advanced placement African-American studies, right? And he's consuming a lot of the oxygen. I'm here in D.C., you know, for this celebration of this course. But the oxygen was actually sucked out, you know, over the last week, you know, for this guy down in Florida. And it's doing exactly what he wanted it to do. It's caused this controversy. You said you're in D.C. because of the course? What's been going on? The um, college board had a huge celebration at the Museum of African American Studies and brought the original 60 teachers back in town for this celebration. But we were forced to, you know, to address that issue. And it's really unfortunate. But what I think it's is going to actually happen is it's going to make the course much more popular. If we're talking about teenagers, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the fact that, right, the the quote unquote establishment doesn't like it, sure. I, I hear you on that. How did you get word that this course had been revised? I mean, did the you all are in town to celebrate, and then does the college board say, oh, we decided to switch this up on you? There's been a constant revision over a number of months. So this is really nothing that new, right? We have access to all those materials, and everybody is still going to be teaching from those materials and bringing in other materials as well. You know, the the 20% of the class is based on this uh, semester-ending project that the students are doing. A lot of them, I'm sure, are going to do their projects on these materials that supposedly were pulled out in reaction to this guy in Florida, okay, which I don't necessarily think is the case. This is a matter of great debate. The College Board says it is not bowing to political pressure. The College Board is saying, we took into account the thoughts of academics and they told us the course needed to be different. Why do you think this happened? If you look at where we started in August, we got, I think we got two units of four units 
right? And things were being added and they were being moved and they were being positioned and they were being deleted since uh, we were together in August, right? Then this semester, we got parts of another unit, right? We did not get a complete package. We've been getting this material unit by unit since it's a pilot, and we've been looking at the material. And so since it's a pilot, it's constantly being revised. But I think what this guy in Florida did is he just threw a monkey wrench into the works, didn't read the entire document. He said that the uh, material that we're covering, essentially he said it was unimportant, right? You know, he's doing it to put his name out there, which it has done perfectly. But these revisions have been taking place constantly because it's a pilot, right? So we did not get any final document till February 1st. Are you disappointed by any of the revisions? Am I disappointed? Reason why I'm not disappointed is because we have academic freedom and we have access to all the materials. So I don't know why I would be disappointed. I'm disappointed that the air was taken out of the sails of the launching of this great course and some of the oxygen is consumed by this guy. That's what I'm disappointed with. I'm not disappointed with, you know, anything because I've got, the like I said, I've got all the documents. I can read every single one of them to you right now. What I think I hear you saying is you think this sort of outcry over the revision is a bit of a distraction from the fact that next year you will be teaching advanced placement African-American studies. That is 100% correct. And the 60 schools which we started with are going to be, I think, 300 next year. That should be the story. Anthony Martin DePoris Green. Mr. Green teaches and coaches whatever the kids need at Bishop O'Dowd High School in Oakland. His recommended reads include Invisible Man and The Wealth of Nations. Today's show was produced by Siona Petros and Hadi Mowagdi. It was edited by Matthew Collette and fact-checked by Laura Bullard. And it was engineered by Patrick Boyd. I'm Noel King. It's Today Explained. <laughs> 